scientists have taught spinach to send emails. I can't even believe this title is real. I'm very excited, though, to do a scientific piece. It's the sound of science. Don't you guys love it? Well, let's learn a little bit today, shall we? The article begins by saying, it may sound like something out of a futuristic science fiction film, but scientists have managed to engineer spinach plants, which are now capable of sending emails. I mean, what kind of emails are the spinach sending? Just, hey, man, please don't eat us. Just eat the carrots, will you? Like, <laughs> we're tired of this, okay? Popeye, that whole thing was a, was a myth, okay? We don't make you strong. The article says, through nanotechnology. Do you guys know about nanotechnology? It's like miniature little robots and stuff. Very tiny things. Engineers at MIT have transformed spinach into sensors capable of detecting explosive materials. These plants are then able to wirelessly relay this information back to the scientists. Oh, yes, they're emailing the scientists. They're sliding into their DMs. Hey, man. We have explosive materials in the soil. By the way, don't eat me today. When the spinach roots detect the presence of nitroaromatics in the groundwater, a compound often found in explosives like landmines, the carbon nanotubes within the plant's, the plant's leaves emit a signal. This signal is then read by an infrared camera, sending an email alert to the scientists. Okay, so the spinach plant really isn't sending an email. It's sending... An alert that then shoots out an email to the scientist letting him know, hey, there's explosives in the soil which, or in the groundwater, which is something that I, I wasn't aware of. There's explosives in my groundwater? I mean, I haven't been drinking tap water for quite some time, so I think I'm okay. But you guys might want to check your tap water for explosives. I don't know. See if you can light it on fire. <laughs> See if when you hold a lighter up to your tap water, does it turn into the 4th of July? If so, don't drink it. Now. The experiment here is part of a wider field of research which involves engineering electronic components and systems into plants. The technology is known as plant nanobionics, and it's effectively the process of giving plants new abilities. Here's a quote from some uh, researcher named Michael. Plants are very good analytical chemists. They have an extensive root network in the soil, are constantly sampling the groundwater around them, and have a way to self-power the transport of that water up into the leaves. This is a novel demonstration of how we have overcome the plant-human communication barrier. This guy's so nerding out on the way that plants are now emailing him. He just, honey, he goes home, honey, I got an email from a spinach. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, whatever you say, Michael. Environmental potential. Oh, what do we have here? While the purpose of this experiment was to detect explosives, the scientists believe it could help to warn researchers about pollution and other environmental conditions. Because of the vast amount of data that plants absorb from their surroundings, they are ideally situated to monitor ecological changes. In the early phase of plant nanobionic research, researchers used nanoparticles to make plants into sensors for pollutants. By altering how the plants photosynthesized, they were able to have them detect nitric oxide, which is a pollutant caused by combustion. Plants are very environmentally responsive. They know that, and, you know, there is going to be a drought. They know that there's a drought long before we do. They can detect small changes in the properties of soil and water potential. You know, if we can tap into these chemical signaling pathways, there is a wealth of information that we can access from the plant. This guy is such a nerd, but he's really onto something here. This is very important, and I have to say, I always make fun of science, 
I'm like, why are you spending money on this? Well, this is something that is worthy of us spending resources on, finding out what's going on. Because you know plants know the environmental conditions way before we do. They are very sensitive to the, these things, I'd imagine. You know how, like, animals know when a thunderstorm's coming or a hurricane or whatever? I'd imagine plants know way ahead of time when, you know, when the globe is warming up or a drought is coming or the groundwater is not okay to drink. Like, all these things. Super helpful, right? So, way to go, nerds. A man was arrested in Berlin for giving fake air traffic instructions. Yes, a man was arrested in Germany for using a radio to direct some air traffic. You know, just typical Saturday afternoon. What are you doing? Eh, I don't know. Just going to direct some air traffic because I feel like it. A Berlin man is accused of using a personal radio to make contact with air traffic. He's been taken into custody. Police say that he got in touch with police helicopters and gave fake flight orders while impersonating an aviation official. <laughs> How easy is it just to order around air traffic over there? This is ridiculous. You should have a more beefy security system. Some guy shouldn't just be able to buy a radio, a ham radio, and just start you know, directing police helicopters. This is ridiculous. Yes, hello, yes, you're supposed to make a left. Now make a right. Now please park. Yes, now pick me up and bring me to the beach. <laughs> So in compliance with Germany's privacy laws, the identity of this man hasn't been disclosed. They say that he's 32 years old. Uh, it is being cited that he was arrested in the capital's eastern Kopenick district. After realizing that someone was tampering with the control signals used to guide police helicopters, the law enforcement agency was able to determine the location where the orders were being dispatched from. They cracked down on the alleged criminal's apartment and arrested him. Arrested. His apartment, he was directing police helicopters. This guy is something, man, I tell you. First of all, I don't even know where you get such an idea. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just going to direct some air traffic with this radio that I bought at Goodwill. Nah, you can't. There's no way. Helmet. I'm trying to think of a German name. Listen, <laughs> listen, Helmet. You cannot direct air traffic or police helicopters with this thing that you bought at a pawn shop. Oh, yes, watch me, Franz. You'll be, you'll be eating your words, Franz. Watch me order these police helicopters to come and arrest you. How about that? <laughs> I'll make them land on your roof. What do you think of that? Would you, <laughs> you, you bet me $5 I make them land on your roof. So during a search of this unnamed man's home, police found two radios that transmitted on the frequencies needed to make contact with aircraft. Police tweeted, for everyone who has been asking about our police helicopter operations in Copenic, an unusual arrest. That's it. That's the tweet. Okay. Uh, although no accidents and dangerous incidents have been reported linked to these fake airline orders, the police find the crime to be a very serious concern as it has been going on for over six months. <laughs> this guy's been <laughs> directing traffic. For six months, he's been telling the helicopters where to go. Come on. Wow, Berlin. You, you just need to get your shit together, really. This is way too easy. Way too easy. Now, the police say that the instructions, although potentially dangerous, sounded very professional and convincing. Uh, so he clearly wasn't ordering them to do anything crazy. That was why he was able to do it for six months. He's probably giving them help. <laughs> like, no, a little to the left. little to Okay, yeah, you can land now. Runway 14, that's yours. <laughs> See, it'd be suspicious if he was saying, uh, ready for takeoff? Yes. Um, okay. Could you 
How about you like to beatbox while I drop a rhyme? Uh, excuse me, what? Nothing, nothing, just saying. Anyone have a nice chili recipe? I'm just... What? What was that? No, nothing, nothing. I'm just... I'm trying to help you out. Uh, do you pick your nose when you fly the plane? I think I... <laughs> what about the flying saucers? Has anyone seen flying saucers lately? Hmm? Just wondering. A transgender man's identity was stolen in a prosthetic penis scam. When Philadelphia artist Jaden Remy joined a private Facebook group called All Trans Men Know Each Other, he expected to find support. He never expected that his identity and his pictures would be stolen in an elaborate scam to sell prosthetic penises to other transgender men in this online Facebook group. This isn't the first time this has happened, says Remy. Wow, my goodness, this guy's been scammed before in fake prosthetic schemes. Okay, it says here that they used his pictures in an attempt to sell discounted free Tom prosthetics. I've never heard of this company, but they make a penis prosthetic. Uh, so his pictures were used to sell these to unsuspecting trans men in the group. So what his picture, the pictures of his penis were used to sell the prosthetic penis without his permission. He wasn't paid, a, you know, residuals or anything like that, or a licensing fee. Yeah, that would that would upset me too. You can't be using my penis to sell your own penis prosthetic products without paying me. Hello. These scammers posted a status update. Oh, actually, they were posing as him. Oh, okay, they've used his actual picture of him, not just his penis. They posed as him. It included it included photos of him and the prosthetic penis in question. The update read, it's going to change the world. This is an amazing product that every trans man needs to own. Message me for details. So Remy reported the fraudulent activity. Hey, they're using my photo to sell a prosthetic penis. They didn't ask me. Well, what happened? Well, the Facebook group's administration, they blocked him from the group. They banned him. Unbelievable, this guy. He's just trying to get credit or paid and what's worse, several members of the group fell victim to the scam, sending money via Western Union for what they thought were bargain prosthetics. Well, first of all, if you're sending money Western Union, you should know right away that this isn't a credible source. That you're <laughs> like, The only people that use Western Union now are criminals and people that are 110 years old. Uh, so what's the scam, though? The, the penises didn't work? I don't understand what's going on here. So I guess they contacted the actual company, the real Free Tom Prosthetics Company, and told them about the scam. They issued a statement. Uh, we created our company so guys like us can have a chance at having a great prosthetic. It saddens me that someone would try to use Free Tom Prosthetics to scam innocent trans men. I hope it doesn't affect anyone from working with us in the future. You are all important to us and to Free Tom Prosthetics, and we personally make sure that anyone who makes a purchase with us is treated with the respect that they deserve. So this is obviously a credible product. It's a famous brand, apparently, in the trans community, Free Tom. And so what we had going on here was a Free Tom knockoff. Well, you know, I mean, it's just, there's knockoffs everywhere. I mean, do you think, you don't think that your little niche product is going to get infiltrated with some knockoffs from China? Of course, it's going to happen. It always happens. It's just a matter of time. Cheap knockoffs are just a part of life, and we have to live with it. In, in whatever area that we're operating in. As far as Remy is concerned, it says here, he wants to make sure that no, no other individuals fall victim of the scam. I would never send anyone money through Western Union, he says. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Yeah, you, you know, man. Remy, you know what's up. You don't send any money to anybody through Western Union. 
He says, if you're buying online, make sure that it's through PayPal or a secure network and make sure that the website is legit. And of course, there's the basic rule of any online engagement. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Oh, that's very good advice, Remy. And I feel sorry that they used you to sell this knockoff product that no one approves of. Uh, I'm curious about this prosthetic penis business here. This is like a whole thing I never even knew of. I really was unfamiliar. It must be big business. It must be. Scientists have taught spinach to send emails. A man was arrested for giving fake air traffic instructions to planes and helicopters. And a transgender man's identity was stolen in a prosthetic penis scam. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. I'm recording in a closet. Can you hear it? Hello, everyone. It's Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. Thanks for listening to another episode. I appreciate your support. I got a nice email from Bob Cohen. He wrote, hey, Jonesy, I am a Florida guy, born and raised. I'm also a longtime fan and Patreon supporter of Weird AF News. Yes, Bob Cohen, I know you are, and I'm grateful. Bob also said, Jonesy, did you know there's a Florida song that he he was taught when he was in first grade? And uh, he actually attached it, and I'm going to play it play it for you because it's, it's quite nice, and he has a lovely voice. I like to wake up in the morning where the orange blossoms grow. Where the sun comes peeping into where I'm sleeping and the songbirds say hello. I like the fresh air and the sunshine. It's so good for us, you know. I want to make my home in Florida where the orange blossoms grow. Oh, tremendous, Bob Cohen. Uh, I love the performance. Thank you for attaching that little song for me. I just love, love that. It's quite a nice song, Orange Blossoms in Florida. I didn't even know there was, well, I suppose that, yeah, there are orange blossoms in Florida, right? A lot of oranges grow there. I'm so stupid. Guys, you know I'm stupid, right? Okay. Um, I also got a an email from Krista Renee. Uh, she wrote, I'm going to be honest here, Jonesy. I agree with the asshole that gave you that review, that, that bad review. She's referring to the bad review I got. Uh, that I read on yesterday's show. She said, I don't particularly like your voice. I find it annoying, and initially it was quite grating to my ears. Your accent attempts are terrible, but you knew that. And your jokes and songs are often terrible as well. I'm just, I'm wondering why Krista would continue to listen, uh, that that being her first impression. But uh, nonetheless, she writes, but occasionally you are funny. I like the weird stories despite your often annoying sidebars, and it's obvious you have a solid following, which means others disagree with me. And she says, this is not surprising to me. I'm a firm believer in always being uplifting to others, regardless of personal preferences. If you personally are not attracted to or dislike something, that doesn't make that thing inherently ugly or negative. She goes on and on and on. Uh, And then she said, anyways, I decided to write to you finally because I think it's a dick move to write a terrible review based solely on personal opinion rather than facts. And I wanted to tell you not to take his opinions to heart, You've got something good going for you. It would be truly stupid to stop what you're doing when it's obvious there are people who love it. Keep up the Jonesy thing. You're less than enthusiastic, but hopefully uplifting listener, Krista. Oh, thank you. It's a nice email. I love your, I love your effort there. I wasn't going to quit the podcast if that's what you were wearing um, because of some bad review. If that was the case, I would have quit a long time ago, Krista, because, um, I mean, I don't know how long you've been listening to the show, but I've been getting bad reviews for over three years now, so... <laughs> I mean, so that ship has already sailed. Uh, I'm already pretty committed to doing this. And, uh, well, I'm glad you're listening. I'm grateful for the honesty in your email. And uh, I hope you continue to listen. And I hope that you can find some joy in the podcast. Uh, 
funny that she keeps on listening despite not really liking it. There's 1.5 million podcasts, and she doesn't quite like it, but eh, she keeps listening. Uh, I got another bad review. This is <laughs> We're on a roll this week. Oh, boy. What happened? This one's from someone named Piggly Wiggly. It's on Amazon. One star, and the title is just Ugh, which is just a really funny title. I got to give Piggly, Piggly Wiggly credit for uh, That's a great title for a, uh, a negative review. It's just Ugh. And then the review is, don't quit your day job, Jonesy. And that's it. That's it. Just don't quit your day job, Jonesy. Thanks, Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> I can't quit my day job because, uh, yeah, I'm in the middle of a pandemic and I need all the job I can get. But uh, thanks for taking the effort to uh, at least listen to the show. Appreciate that. You don't have to write this review, but uh, you're probably bored as well. So a lot of us are bored. I guess, am I the only one working hard? I guess so. <laughs> Am I the only one working a full-time job that's kicking my ass and doing a five-day-a-week podcast? I love how everybody's doing bad reviews on a guy who works a full-time job and then does a podcast five days a week. I don't know what you're expecting. Are you expecting NPR quality? Is that what you're expecting? (laughs) Give me a break, bro. Seriously, I don't get paid enough to do this, and yet I'm still doing it. Um, Unbelievable with the negative reviews here. But alas, what is one to do? Um, I'll tell you what you do. You don't take it personally and you just move on. Yeah, so I'll continue to do the show, of course, uh, as always. And if you guys would like to help out, leave me a positive review. That would be pretty cool on Amazon um, or iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts. I don't know if they've changed it to Apple Podcasts. Is this still iTunes on your phones or is it the Apple Podcasts? I don't, I can't remember. Um, But yeah, you can leave reviews there. And there's other places you can leave reviews, but I'm not familiar with where those places are, as I said yesterday. But if you can leave a positive review somewhere, please give it a screenshot and then shoot it over to me and I'll read it out and I'll give you a big time digital hug. I'll, uh, I'll sing your praises on the, on the show for sure. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Please consider joining the Patreon to support uh, patreon.com slash weirdafnews where you can download the, uh, the Hunting Bigfoot song, which is great, among other things. I, that's a song I really like. I think it's funny. I know some people don't like my singing or songs, but I think Hunting Bigfoot is a, is a keeper. I really do. I don't care what you say about the other ones. Hunting Bigfoot, that's the one. So you get to download that and put it on your phone as a ringtone. That would be pretty cool. Maybe not. That might be stupid. But you certainly get a free download of the hunting. I mean, who knows, man? Maybe the song will, like, in the future be worth 99 cents as a download. And then you can say, oh, I got one for free. Ha ha. A little bit of that. As always, you can call the show, 646-450-2012. I encourage calls all the time. Uh, you can call and leave me a terrible review if you'd like. If you can't stand what I'm doing, just call. Don't, don't go to Amazon and leave one of those things. It's just it's awful. Just call the show and speak it into your phone, and I will play it on here. Do that. I mean, then we can all hear it. We can hear your voice. We can kind of get to know your character. I just think it would be more productive if you did that instead of leaving those reviews on Amazon or iTunes. Just call the show and tell me what you think of me. 646-450-2012. 